live from Hollywood, USA, the entertainment capital of the world. This is the rumor mill for the week of April 19th, 2021. Your only source for drama, gossip, tea, and speculation from the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. Cheers! So glad you're here. The rumor mill starts now. Getting now. I don't know what's wrong with me. Hi, my name's Joe Batanz, and this is the rumor mill for the week of uh, April 19th, 2021. Um, so we had technical difficulties here at the top of the show uh, where uh, my mic was being weird. And so uh, I, I have an old, 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 I'm talking like Obama administration old. In terms of microphones, it's pretty old. And I'm thinking first term. It might even be first term. Obama term one microphone. So I told Lori, listen, I'm going to go get this old microphone. And uh, and then I have to find the right cable for it. And I have, like, I want to build this up for everybody here. I have a bag of tangled cables. Everybody has this bag of tangled wires and cables and I said, I have a bag of... T- oh, here she comes. Tangled wires and cables. 120 years. And yeah. uh, I don't even know who she's talking to right now. And uh, tangled wires and cables. And I said, I'm going to go get the microphone. I said, we are going to... Uh, oh, yeah. I saw that. I'm going to send a response. I just haven't had a chance to send a response. So, yes, I do. But I'll, also, I'll suck, sir. Okay. All right. Lori's just on mic. Love you, bye. I found the I, and then I had to rehook it onto this to this arm and then do a sound check and did I went through it like literally I think I've been off the air for almost twenty minutes. Lori said I'm at this when I said I'm gonna go get the microphone she said, I'm gonna go to the bathroom now nearly twenty minutes later we already started the show Lori. Oh okay well I I. You started the show. I thought you said you were going to text me. when you I did. Me. Oh, you did. <laughs> oh. And Sorry, I was. I had to do laundry and stuff, and my aunt's just driving me crazy, so. Oh. Hey, well, you were on mic with some phone call right now, too. What was that? My dad. He just called. Uh, uh, my, my parents are separating again. Oh, uh, again? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How, how how do you feel about that? Oh, I just want them to get divorced. Oh, you I'm do? Divorced. Yeah. Move on. Move on.org. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny, everyone. Lori had me on the phone yesterday, which I, please don't. I want you to tell that story, but not on this show. Okay. Okay. But told me this whole long story about a crazy aunt who wears fingerless gloves and is Vietnamese and pro-Trump and hates black people. The whole thing, right? And, but in, in, in that was a story about your mom and dad and how they're not getting along right now and stuff like that. So, uh, I see that, but do you, do you think they're going to actually get divorced this time? No, they'll never get divorced. 
they just like to like make big shows and then they come back to it's it's just they don't want to change they don't mm-hmm. want to make that big change yeah i mean eventually i think one of them is just gonna move out and never come back but i don't know if they'll ever get divorced oh interesting uh, do you, is it one of these things too that let's say God, and let's hope that this happens years and years and years in the future. But when one of them dies, the other one will be crestfallen and be like, Oh my God, they were my life and my everything. Um, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Our family tends to, um, go two ways. We tend to, one side tends to memorialize the person like they were a saint. Yeah. And nothing they ever did was wrong uh-huh. after they're dead. And the other per, the other side tends to take a more like attitude like, oh, finally they're dead. I can talk about all the shit that I didn't like about them. Oh, okay. Like when your grandfather died. Did your grandfather die before your grandma or after? My grandfather died, well, the one grandfather the, yeah, yeah. on my dad's side, he died when my dad was nine. So uh, okay. we had his my stepdad, but we were never really like they didn't visit a lot. I was closer than my grandma, but like Hadley was just sort of like a curmudgeon who would just be there. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't really like a grandfather. Yeah. Um, my grandfather, who on my mom's side, I'm not close with either, and he's he's doing okay. He's not doing great, but yeah, I have a feeling there's going to be some people. My aunt will probably be one of those people who like. Well, my aunt Julie will probably be one of those people who's like, you know, he was a great father and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Yeah. Even though he wasn't. Yeah. And my aunt Kathy will do what she did with my grandmother, which is basically just talk shit about her all the time and not allow anybody to like to like have a good memory. So. Oh, so Kathy doesn't have a good memory or or, rela- or like post death relationship with your grandmother, who you guys who lived there in this house with you guys, right? It was her house. Yeah. Yeah, it was her house. Um. So what was no your relationship? What was, what was your relationship with your maternal grandmother? Well, my aunt was like my grandma was like a typical grandma. You know, she was like she would tell like other people to fuck off if they mess with me, or you know, if my parents were like she's you know she's grounded, she wouldn't ground me. She'd let me watch TV. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite memories of my grandma and my maternal grandma is um, we called her Nuni. Mm-hmm. Um. One of my favorite memories of Nooney is that she, uh, like when I was like 12, 12 or 13, I want to say, I went to a astronaut slash magic camp. <laughs> okay. I just, I, you know, I, if you had told me, oh, astronaut camp, I go, wow, so fucking nerdy. If you had told me magic camp, I'm like, oh, what a fucking nerd. An astronaut slash magic camp is like a whole other level. Yes. So it was astronaut slash magic camp. And uh, we, my, at the time, I was pretty heavily involved in um, this uh, soap opera. Uh My grandma and I would watch it. And um, basically... What I think I remember from the soap opera was, like, when I was leaving, somebody had, like, planted a bomb in a parking garage, and then somebody else was getting married to to a person that they thought was their fiancé, but their fiancé was actually kidnapped, and this was just a, a double. Okay. So I think if I – that's what I that's what I remember from, and I could be, you know, 
confusing some things. Mm-hmm. But I was really upset because I didn't want to go because, you know, things were about to get revealed. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't go. My grandma's like, it's okay. I'll let you know what happens and stuff. So my grandma wrote me a letter every day that I was at camp. And the letter would always start with, hello. How, I hope things are going well. Today's episode started with, and then she would just repeat, she would just give me a synopsis of the episode. And I still, to this day, wish I had kept those letters. Oh, you didn't keep them? No. I threw oh. them away. Um, I still, to this day, wish I had kept those letters. Because that, that, to me, was like, that's my favorite grandma story. And uh, my, now, to be fair, though, she was terrible to my my mom and my aunts yeah. she was not great and i always say that like my family is the my family is the kind of family where we're not great the first time around but we're really good the second time around you know so like mm-hmm. my mom's gonna be a really great grandmother she wasn't exactly the best mother mm-hmm. and uh i'm gonna be a really great grandmother so it's like we're almost like we're playing for second place yeah sort of thing. Hmm. um but yeah so what about you what what was your relationship like with your grandparents um, well, both of my grandmas were very, my grandfather on my mom's side died when I was three. So I didn't really know him. Uh huh. But, uh, both of my grandparents, one just died last year and the other one died about 20 years ago when I was in my early twenties. Right. And, okay. uh, they were both just like, uh, I don't know what the right way to put it. Just like bitches who didn't take shit from anybody. And so I kind of liked it. They were both very funny. And um, had these like wicked senses of humor, and I really liked that. And uh, yeah, it was, they were pretty rad. I don't, I don't have a bad thing to say about either one. One story that I have from my mom mm-hmm. that she told when my mom was a teenager was she was in her room burning. Um, uh, burning tissue paper burning tissues like mm-hmm. lighting tissues on fire yeah so what she would do is she would light a tissue on fire and then blow it out and try and see if she could blow it out before it hit the ground mm-hmm. um and she lit a tissue and it just went and like went into flames and immediately mm-hmm. hit the ground and like started the carpet got on fire yeah so there was like a big like black hole in the car in the middle of this carpet mm-hmm so my mom, my aunt, my aunt Kathy comes in and says, "Oh, Julie and Rick are out by the park, which there's a park um, on the other side of the freeway." And you've been to my house, you yeah. know, the, the 57 freeway. We're like right, we're like literally right up against the 57 freeway. There's a walkway. Mm-hmm. If you ever go on the, you'll see that there's like a walkway that arches over the 57. Well, it lands right at this park. Mm-hmm. So that's how they would go. They would just walk the walkway up over the freeway. And get to this park. So my mom puts a pillow on the black mark, thinking that that'll mask it, and is like, oh, my my mom's asleep. I'll just go play, and then everything will be fine. Well, like, they are playing, and my uncle points and goes, look. And my my grandma is in a, like, a slip and a fur coat holding a baseball bat, marching over the walkway. (laughs) Why? Screaming at them. Screaming at oh. them. Because she found the black mark. You know, she lifted the pillow and found the black mark on the carpet and was like screaming like every, you know, Wait, get and over then, here. And then she beat them with a baseball bat? No, she just, oh. you know, 
was trying to be intimidating. Well, all right. Well, on that note. <laughs> All right, Lori. Well, you and I have a couple of news stories to talk about today. Mm -hmm. The first one was there was a Vice article that examined the um, costs of participating in RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, what? Now we and and look to sum. It was a very long article, but to sum it up. It didn't used to cost that much money to go on Drag Race, and now it costs a lot of money to go on Drag Race. We yeah. we done already knew this. Anybody who even watches the show over a lengthy period of time knows that the um, level of fashion has increased significantly on the show over the past few seasons. And so we've anyone anyone who's passionate about the show knows. And then the queens have talked about numerous times, many times, about how they've put themselves in debt to get these outfits made and all sorts of things. But I wanted to get your take on this article. As someone well, who doesn't follow love, it so quite closely. I just love in the beginning of the article how um, <clears throat> uh, to like kind of give the juxtaposition of money. They say that uh, Bob the drag queen says that he didn't spend a lot on his on his outfits. He spent like $3,000, which mm-hmm. to me is still a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's $3,000. And then you find out later that he probably spent about $6,000 on his outfits. But he was like, now I, if I was on checking, I'd probably pay about twenty to $40,000. Yeah. But I got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, see, I was going to, I when I was looking at it, I was thinking that they were going to say like, you know, it was like superfluous expenses. Like, oh, we had to pay, we had to put up our own room and board or we had to do no. this or that. But it kind of makes sense because these looks are, are crazy some of them are crazy good mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense that it would cost a lot of money to make and so it's one of those things where i kind of feel like this article was trying to be more like a like a gotcha or like a oh look at this seedy underbelly of rupaul's drag race they they make their contestants spend a lot of money but it's like i mean i think that's the point though is that you want to have the best outfits and if you can't really sew or if you're you need you want something extravagant you need to go pay you know a good amount of money to have it made so well i think what you're it it, it, it wasn't immediately like this and it's actually sort of a relatively recent thing i mean the show existed for about eight or nine years without people spending that much money on it. It's something that started like, and they even say in there after season nine or 10 is when the cost started exploding. And it sort of reminds me of the conversation you used to hear about steroids in baseball or in sports, which is one of the reasons that steroid became so rampant like 20 years ago in baseball is that there were a couple of guys who were doing it and becoming, you know, hitting a bunch of home runs and, and uh, being very successful, so everyone else felt, well, if I need to, if I'm going to to make it as big as those guys, well, then I'm going to need to also uh, change. I'm going to need to also use steroids, and that's sort of how it it spread like a cancer. And that you can make that same argument uh, with this is that you know people were like. Oh, well, now that, you know, I don't know who the first queen was to show up with a a bunch of money spent. I'd have to go back and look. But when they started seeing how much money these girls were spending, they started thinking, well, I need to spend that much because those people are doing well because they're spending that much money. 
Yeah. No, I agree. I also it, it is kind of like the steroid thing. I like that analogy because if you look at like Jose Canseco in like earlier earlier baseball, he's like a he's not a, a skinny guy, but he's not a, a roided out guy. But mm-hmm. then you look at Jose Canseco like two years after he starts doing steroids, and he's like you know the Rock or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at like you know, um, <clears throat> oh shoot, I forgot her name. Uh, she just recently passed away. Shoot, Chichi Devane. Mm-hmm. Chichi Devane's outfits. I mean, she, you know, she didn't really. You could tell she didn't really spend a lot of money. Yeah, much money on those outfits. But then, if you look at something like, you know, um, uh, gosh, I can't remember. Uh, I'm gonna say Sasha Valor, but I don't think that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, they they spend a lot of money. Oh, Ben de la Creme. Mm-hmm. Ben de la Creme's outfits are like they're meticulous mm-hmm. and they're put together because he has a character that he wants to do and he's putting forth money to make this character you know come to life so I think that you know yeah I mean it's one of those things where again I was thinking if this was going to be some kind of like oh they have to spend money on like f- you know food which they we learned in the contract thing that we'll get to that they did how used to have to spend money on their own food and that to me, I think is crazy. Or like if they had to spend money on their own flights or something, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. that wasn't it. It was just like costume stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Well, you know, there are a couple of things I want to bring out in that Vice article about the costumes is that um, they go to Aquaria and they use season 10 winner Aquaria as an example of someone. She spent a little money, but not that much. But the problem with that is, and this is what they're not taking into account, and these queens aren't technically lying, because they want to say, oh, I only spent this much and I won, you know? And it is that Aquaria, even before she went on Drag Race, was well steeped in New York drag, in the fashion world, was very, very, very well connected. So yeah, she may have only spent six or seven thousand dollars, but she even says a little bit. She says, "Oh, these two outfits were priceless, but someone gave them to me or lent them to me." And that's what I'm talking about. Is they were also getting help in ways that it would have cost them twenty, thirty thousand dollars, but it just didn't because someone was nice to them because they knew them. You know? Yeah. I well, that yeah. was another thing that uh, I wasn't. It was this wasn't from the article, but I was watching a. a a guy, I think it was on TikTok or something. He was talking about like he does jewelry and 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 stuff for like uh, drag queens. And he's he was like, yeah, a lot of them will come and say like, oh, I'll be on Drag Race and can you give this to me for free and I'll promote you or I'll promote your thing. And he's like, no, I don't. I want you to. I want to be paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that they probably try to get as much free stuff as they possibly could. Yeah, but I also think that that the cost of those outfits, I don't necessarily feel like that's for that. Another thing is I don't necessarily feel like that's for drag, just drag race in general. I think it's their drag, their whole drag thing. You know, it's like you spent $20,000, but are you, have you used those dresses for anything else? Or did you just throw them away after drag race was done? You know, well, and they throw them away. They can use them for performances and stuff later. I'm I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking what the rate this started was, when you saw All Stars two, when you saw All Stars three, when that because All Stars two comes right before season nine, so I'm thinking this is where we get it. Is those girls had been out in the world for years making money, and so they had the money to hire designers to bring fierce dresses. Same thing with All Stars three, and I yeah. think the um, 
the tricky thing is the girls coming up on the we'll call it rookie in the minor league drag race, so to speak. You know, they're like, oh well, look at uh, look at what they did on All Stars two or on All Stars three, and so they started dropping a bunch of money to compete with that, which they didn't need to. But then it just elevated the game, and then RuPaul didn't help with the whole H and M thing. No. So, anyway, all right. Well, let's let's close the door on that story. Oh no, it's this. Oh no, what is this? I forgot how we do these shows. Because wasn't there like a? Oh, maybe it's this. No, there was like a sting. I don't remember what it was. All right, well, let's go to the next story. I don't know what it is. Um, Lori. Hmm. The next story was a video about the RuPaul's Drag Race contract, and it was interesting. It was actually a very well-done video, because I guess there have been videos or articles in the past about the Season 8 contract, but the, the more recent contract is very different from the Season 8 contract. And the person who made this video, um, Bussy Queen, on YouTube is his username, uh, compared that contract, the Season 8 contract, with the current contract. Um... What were your thoughts? And so he shows all the different. It's 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 very lengthy. It's about a twenty five minute yeah. video. So I would advise people to go oh, actually watch that video. Look up for user Bussy Queen. It's about the contract. But uh, what are some takeaways that you had from that um, video that we watched? I thought it was crazy that they were saying that they can call on you to appear up to four years, and then once they call on you, then that. Re- that clock resets, mm-hmm. which I thought was crazy. I mean, it's all stuff that I feel like is like, like remember a couple years ago, it all came forward that like boy bands were essentially being like, you know, like sold into not slavery, but sold into like servitude because mm-hmm. they were like that one, that really fat guy was like, having them sign contracts where they basically were making like minimum wage and they were performing all over the world and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like, I feel like that's, that's the kind of, this is that kind of contract where it's like, Oh, like they basically are like, we own you for forever after this. Mm -hmm. So I'm shocked that anyone's making money. Well, I, yeah, the tricky thing with that contract and don't get me wrong. I would, if I were a lawyer, I would highly advise my client not to sign that contract, but where, where World of Wonder has them by the balls is like, well, then you don't get to be on the show, right? Yeah. However, I, I wonder how many queens have done that, though. But I'd be interested get, to hear. Oh, just, I'm not going to get on the show because of the contract? Maybe, yeah. And um, But what's interesting is um, a lot of that stuff is either you could probably win in a lawsuit that that's unenforceable or um, probably most of the time World of Wonder would not want to engage in that lawsuit because it would be so expensive for them. But also open them up like it, whenever there's a thing called discovery in a lawsuit. And so it would re- it would force them to reveal secrets, you know, if they did. Uh, so oh, I- so like in other words. Uh, Trump had people signing NDAs, right? Yeah. And, and, but now they've been de- deemed unenforceable because you try and sue them or threaten them and stuff like that. But one of the well, reasons... That was a big thing with Harvey Weinstein, too, was yeah. he had people sign NDAs. But what's funny, though, is I think there were certain Trump lawsuits where people were really excited about him because they were like, if he sued about XYZ, well, then that meant... 
A, a perfect example, this actually did happen to Trump. Like, Trump tries to hide how much money he made, right? Yeah. And some guy wrote an article years ago saying Trump's not worth as much as he says he is. And Trump sued him for libel. Okay? Well, what happened was, as a result of that lawsuit, his team got to see Trump's actual finances, and the guy knew exactly what Trump was worth. And Trump either settled or lost the case. They never revealed in court what it was. So it, so the same thing with World of Wonder. So, so a lot of the things that have come up are probably because of Fifi O'Hara, where she didn't show up to something. So they want to be able to have the legal strong arm to, like, bully you into showing up for things, you know? Yeah. But there have been people, so they're like, so this guy says, well, Tamisha Iman's misunderstanding the contract, and we don't know what contract Tamisha Iman signed. But also it's one of these things where the queens get to a point where, like, just sue me then. Because they know that if if you sue them, then they have to, what they would have to show damage, well, which, that's what they send the yeah. video too. Which yeah. they they don't necessarily want to show that because then to show damage, you have to show you have to basically open up your books or show show that there was actual damage, which might be very difficult for World of Wonder. How would World of Wonder show that if Adita Ritz came on this show and talked about how their lunch schedule works? What damage can they show that that happened? And then they well, one of the one of the things that I liked about it was that oh, so what we're referring to is that they said that if you broke the you're not, you signed an NDA and you're not allowed to talk about anything that happens on the show mm-hmm. but if you do and if you do break it you get like there's like a two million dollar law uh judgment against you or or you have to pay a two million dollar fine which the guy on the um on the video was saying like yeah i mean they could try to sue him but it, they would have to prove damages which is hard but the thing that would be even harder i feel like is that if you do that then it's you don't really get the ability to claim any wages from them if you make any appearances or if you you know then you could also you could also lose the ability to like if you wanted to you know create your own doll or something you could say no because they had they own your likeness so i just think a lot of contracts sound like this but there it would be very if they were actually to try to force some of this it, it they would probably lose in court some of them not I mean, some of them not no, yeah i mean we've seen before though that like you know I mean, you sign a contract when you're with a sports team or when you're on a TV show, but mm-hmm. we've recently seen that, like, you know, everybody has their price. And so people can say, like, oh, well, you have a contract. And it's like, well, if the person doesn't want to be there and they're miserable and they're not doing, they're not doing a good job and they're not making good TV, then why would you keep them on just to enforce a contract? Well, so. also, you know, you run into, now, I'm not a lawyer, by the way. This is all pure speculation on my part, but. <laughs> We're both not lawyers. You're, neither one of us is lawyers. It could be, and there could be real lawyers listening and saying that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I completely, it's, it, it's two assholes who don't know what they're talking about, talking as if they know what they're talking about. But well, my, we're not lawyers. What we make, what we lose in being a lawyer, we make up for in being really fat. Yes, so that's good. That's exactly true. Yeah. So, uh, but one thing I would say is, at a certain point, people have a right to work, and that is, so these yeah. are the, these are the parts that I think would be find very difficult to stand up in court. A lot of the ones where the queens can't go on tour or they can't do this, I think they're putting in these really harsh things to stop thing, people who are being a pain in the ass. You know, but I feel like, as I don't know, it's, it, it is a very bizarre contract. I would never sign that contract. No. Well, I mean, I, 
I view I view signing that contract the way that I, you pro, you might not have had this, but people when I was in high school, people always guys would be like, "What would you do if Playboy asked you to to do a photo shoot?" And I'd be like, "Let's cross let's cross that bridge when we get to it." Like if Playboy ever comes for me, then then I'll let you know. But I mean, I'm not going to waste my time thinking about whether or not I would do it because there's no point. Yeah, but here's the thing: is RuPaul's Drag Race is essentially giving you nothing. They're giving you the whiff of an opportunity to maybe win something, right? But yeah. like, so if if someone came to me with money, then I might consider this. But there's no real money attached to it. Well, I think I think in the long run. I think what this proves is what you've been saying all along, which is that RuPaul does not give a shit about the queens. RuPaul gives a shit about RuPaul. Yeah, 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 yeah. And RuPaul wants to make her bones. The fact that this is a reality show that just so happens to have other drag queens mm-hmm. is irrelevant. You know, RuPaul was on another another competition. She was a judge of another competition show, which I think was like people about, who artists who painted who painted like people's bodies it was like they were like special so, effects makeup or something like that wasn't it yeah special yeah. effect like yeah painted if that had taken off mm-hmm. she would have been doing that instead like mm-hmm. she's not she's not loyal to anybody she's loyal to herself that's mm-hmm. it and i think this con what this contract does is show that and shows that rupaul you know she just wants to milk you forever you you are uh you are a cow in her farm you yeah. know yeah. She's not looking she's not you she cares for you the way she cares for a cow on her farm. She's she just wants to make sure that you don't shit yourself and, you know, die of, you know, some random disease before she has a chance to milk you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh well, um Lori, I'm so sorry. Even though we have no spoilers, I don't know what this alert is for, but uh I guess the spoiler segment starts now. Oh lord! Um, here we are—the spoiler segment of the show. But I have no spoilers. Um, I think I have a spoiler. What is that? Uh, I think that RuPaul is going to announce that she uh is gonna is half centaur, and that she she li- she wants to live her life as half centaur now. So, which you know, a centaur is half man, half like was it horse or goat? So she's half centaur. So she's half she's full man and a third. <laughs> I'm just making myself laugh on how stupid this is. <sighs> Lori, give your plugs. <laughs> you can catch me at the comedy store. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, uh, Justice Blaine Wainwright and I are doing a thing. We don't know really what it is yet. We put an episode out. It is not available on iTunes just yet. So if you only get your podcast via iTunes, then sorry. We're waiting for approval. But uh, it is available on Stitcher, I believe, and Spotify. It's called Justice and Lori are Working Things Out. Um, or I think Justice and Lori are working on it. I forgot the name of the, the show. And uh, yeah, it's we have our first episode. So, all right, very good. All right, guys, we'll see you next week when hopefully all the sound. For those of you listening at home, there were many sound issues on this episode. We had to work through them. Lori, thank you for being so patient uh, on these sound well, issues. I don't know how patient I was. Jay Ellis, let people uh, go pick up microphones when they need to pick up microphones. 
Maybe he just didn't realize the emergency that it was. Maybe he just thought you wanted to... Like, I had offered to drop off my microphone a couple times. You were like, no, 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 no. But because you just, you know... So maybe he just didn't understand the emergency of it. Well, I don't think I understood either. I think I would have just insisted. I need to go pick this up. So, whatever. Yeah. All right. We will see you guys next week. All right. Bye.